Kia ora, you're listening to Yarns with the Fans, the podcast sharing the whakaaro of Tawira Māori at AUT. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and not necessarily that of AUT. My name is Jans and I'm a Māori liaison at AUT and the host of this podcast. On this episode, we kōrero with Fire Ella Henry and Fire Hariata Mariroa, two wahine toa supporting Tawira at AUT. Fire Ella has a background across multiple disciplines, including sociology, business and Māori Indigenous development. She has been actively involved in research, teaching and advocacy for Māori media for over 20 years. Ella was a treaty negotiator for her iwi, Ngāti Kahuki Whangaroa, and has been involved with the post-settlement governance entity as trustee and chair until her appointment as director of Māori advancement for the business school. Fire Hariata is the kaifakahaire of Titari Takawainga Māori, our Māori liaison services. She has played an integral part in the university journey of many Tawira Māori throughout the years. Grab a cup of tea and enjoy some kōrero from the aunties. Hey, morena iti Welcome to Yarns with the Fans, the podcast where AUT Tawira um, talk about kaupapa that are important to them. And we're very fortunate today because we have two of our awesome AUT aunties with us. We've got Fire Ella Henry and Fire Hariata Mariroa. Morena. I'll let you both introduce yourselves to the Tawira if you like. Ah, kia ora, nui, ko Ella Henry tōkuingoa, no muri whenua, aho, the far, far north. Oh, same here. O tēnā koe i te whānau, ko Hariata Marero Takuingoa nō tai tuki rauahau, uh, ko Ngāpuhi me te rārua o Kuiwi. Mōrena. Kia ora. Uh, so this morning, we've got many partais that have come through actually from the Tawira, um, and we're going to start off with a follow-on from our first episode, which was on romance and dating. So we're going to tap into your wisdom here in the area of Aroha, and we'll start off with this question. Kia ora aunties, I am currently in a situationship. How do I move from a situationship to a relationship? Move away from the situation is my <laughs> advice because a situation is not a relationship. Mm. I mean, if you want to have booty calls, that's entirely your affair. You know, you have an itch, you scratch it. Mm. However, if you want to have a relationship, it's got to be based on more than just sex. I'm sorry. Ooh, um, do you think the same? Um, I do, because I didn't really understand what situationship means. And now that I do, yeah, if they wanted a relationship, they would have started at that juncture, not at situations. So move away. That's my advice. Oh, excellent. We say that as two people who have <laughs> passed our situation. <laughs> Hey, yes. It's a different landscape, I get that. Yes. Uh, but I do think that relationships are born out of much more than just the physical. Mm. Mm. No, you're completely right. You're Total. completely right. Um, aunties, I have been ghosted by someone that I've been talking to. I thought things were going really well, and now I haven't heard from them. What should I do? Here's the thing I've learned from rattling around universities for the last 35 years, is the relationships that you make while you're at university will be the most enduring and the most important in your life because you're all on this wonderful journey together. And so if you meet people that treat you badly, then cut them from your list. Or as Mm. Auntie Mavis used to say, run like the wind. Because you know what? You're young, the world is 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 your absolute power, and you want to fill it with tāunga people, learning, situations. Um, And the the trick is to make sure that the people that you put into that power shell are going to be as rich the day you meet them as they are when you're old. Oh, that's beautiful. 
Hmm. I tend to agree. Um, in our space, we see a lot of young folk that are in situations rather than relationships. And what I'd say is trust your gut. You usually know. You get the feeling. Um, you may want another, but it's not there. If it isn't, move on. I mean, the people that you have relationships with at uni perhaps won't be uh, follow you through to the workplace or career. And so it's a moment in time. Enjoy the time. That's what uni's about, enjoying your time. Beautiful. And I think that that's an important message because a lot of tawira, um seek for validation mm. um, from other people, but really they just need to look within themselves to find mm. it, and it's building that kaha. That's yeah. it. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. So we have what? Okay, so we talked about fetal flags, red flags that might mm. pop up when you're about to date someone, you're going on a date and something happens and you think, oh, that gut feeling you were talking about, Fai. Mm. Um, what are three fetal flags that you would look for? Well, I'm old like the crypt, so when I was growing up, the three, you know, wish lists on a, for a man were um, got a registered car, got a job, got his own teeth. Ooh. I got think that might teeth. have changed a bit in the last 50 years. Um, mm. So, look, my mother used to say, because a lot of our, our wahine, mm. you know, end up in bad relationships with men who do not treasure them and understand that they are all, you know, wahine toa, mm. is... Uh, you lie down with dogs, you're gonna wake up with fleas. So it's really hard. That's so true. Mm, it's not, very true. You know, if you believe that you have value, then the man or woman that you have a relationship with should share that belief in Fakaru. Mm. Not three flags, but you know, all well, that is uh, that's, have that's their own pretty yeah, three flags. <laughs> mm. My flags are um, if you I'm all about gut, I'm about intuition. Mm. So my flags are, if, um, if you feel it's right, it usually is. If it feels wrong, it usually is. If they treat you, as Fai has said, with the respect that you think you're due, if you value yourself and in, in their um, communication with you, there's a value token there, go for gold. If you don't feel that, you need to step away. As hard as that may be, yeah, you just have to... Just have to trust yourself. If you don't, and your friends are saying, "I don't think that I don't think there's there's quite a vibe there," they're usually right, unless they want to go out with them. That's their Ooh. Yeah. Oh, oh! Sometimes happens, that's the case. What happens if that happens? And if that happens, then <laughs> they're not worth your time. If they, you know, if your if your friend is. Um, taking that opportunity and that young person takes that opportunity also you need to step away mm -hmm. yeah find somebody that treasures you beautiful okay our last question for you in terms of romance is because you know dating's changed a lot oh, over wow. the years and now we've got all these online platforms like oh. tinder and bumble and hinge oh. um <laughs> if you had an online dating profile right now like a tinder what would you put in your profile to show people what you're all about. Gee, that's such a hard question. And mm -hmm. the reason I say that, and I, yes. know, I don't have that, ten, you know, that online dating mentality, because like I said, I'm old like the crib. <laughs> um, mm. One of the things I know I've learned over the years is it's often very hard for Māori to say, you know, the kumra doesn't talk about how sweet um, it is. Yes, it's and true. And so it's actually really hard for me to... Um, try to think of a statement, that, a one-line statement that I might put on Tinder. I mean, most of my family know I'm... A bossy bitch, but I don't know that that's a Tinder profile statement. Mm. It could be though. I think yeah. some people are looking for a bossy bitch in their life. Mm. I mm. Think they so. need help. <laughs> <laughs> so 
keeps it interesting, keeps it. Mm. <laughs> I guess mine would be don't muck me around, I don't have the time. Oh, um, yeah. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. And if somebody thinks that's okay, it's okay. But that's that's me. I don't have the time or the inclination. Just straight up. If you're straight up, you're for me. If you're not, see you later. That's some good advice, Fano. Mm, mm. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on to talking about education. Here are some of the partai that we had. Kia ora aunties. I'm having trouble with balancing my social life and my uni studies. Do you have any advice for how I can find more balance? So this is what I've learned from many, many years of rattling mm. around in a university is finding your own time management strategy is absolutely mm. critical. And, it, and, and there is no one time mm. management strategy. You've got to find the one that, that works for you, but it is absolutely critical. You want to succeed in anything, figure out how to manage your time. Mm. Use self-discipline to be rigorous about sticking to it. Mm. Don't say, I'm going to spend four hours every night studying because that's just... Mm. Um, you know, but 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 find the time of the day, and it's different for everybody. I once mm. read that um, you're often your brain is the most active at the hour that you were born. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so mine would be nine a.m. So go for it. In the morning. Mine was midnight. I, I wrote wow. a lot of my research late at night because that's when I have quiet mm. and peace. So so you know, find get to know your mind. That's the journey. This is the journey we're on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Listen to it. Listen to your puku mm. and listen to your brain. And when it's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I've got energy, use that energy at mm. that time. Make a schedule. Stick to it. Oh, that's really, really good advice. Mm. And actually, I'll just add to that. Sometimes Tawira come in and they say they've got a lot of whānau commitments um, and they feel, they feel like they can't say no to a lot of whānau. Mm. Is there any work around or Can advice I add for that? that? Yeah. Um, so, so the unfortunate reality, still, 35 years after I first went to university, is the majority of Māori at university are first in family. Mm. In other words, it's not just you going to university, it's your whānau. Oh, no. mm. And a lot of them don't know that sitting around looking at the roof is actually work. Mm. And they see you idle hands, you know, they, they think you're being lazy. So we at the university have a role to play helping your whānau to understand you have to have quiet time. Mm. You have to have time that you can go in your room. You're not being lazy. You're actually doing work. Mm. Study is mahi. It requires discipline mm-hmm. and it requires energy. And mm. so we need your whānau to go on the journey with you. And if it's hard for you to have that conversation... Mm. Go talk to auntie. Go to an auntie. Because yeah, because we will have that conversation with your whānau that they have to make a space for you in the place. That's right. They have to give you a quiet space, even if mm. it is a crammed home, um, that you can just go and think and read and study. Yes, that that's so true. Mm. That was so important for me when I was at uni, definitely. And I know mm. that a lot of Tawira will relate to that. Mm. Um, Faya, did you have? I any? absolutely agree. I mean. Um, your whānau have sent you here for a purpose. The purpose is, I guess, for um, as a whānau to develop in that education sector. Um, and as Fire Alice has said, but they don't realise the responsibilities that you have as a tawera. Mm. And so it's to take them on the journey, not to lock them out, um, but to take them on the journey with you, to involve them in the journey as much as um, you can, uh, to let them know how you're going uh, is really important because what we see 
is that tawara tend to keep um, those trials and tribulations to themselves. And so you need to afian tautoko whānau on the journey. As Faya said, most of the time when you're sitting around and you're in thoughtful, um, you know, <laughs> recollection about what you're meant to be doing, um, they, be- they think, oh, well, they've got nothing to do. There's some dishes, you know, there's a whole lot of other responsibility that lands on their in their plate so yeah, you need to invite them on the journey it's scary it's a really scary journey yeah. for all of us I mean when my son first came into uni he was the first of us to do it mm. and um, we put a lot of responsibility on him because he was going to be the shining light for not only our Fano but the Fano that sit around us and it's huge so you need to be really um, support your whānau to come with you uh, to let them know what you're learning. They may not understand a lot of it, but, hey, you're clever because they're clever. <laughs> so they'll get it. Just aroha them, and I know that that will be reciprocated. So it's all about um, reciprocity. They've, they've um, helped you to get to this stage through all of those um, secondary years of education. They've sacrificed a lot. There's sacrifices to, um, you know, they need to maintain that sacrifice. And so I think you just have to be aware what they have done and then what you will do in, in place. So, yeah, it's all about reciprocity. Kilda. All right. Uh, what are your top study tips for Tawira? Well, as I said, time management is critical. Um, planning, being mm. strategic. Mm. Have a plan. Mm. Yeah, and that's what a time management strategy yeah, is. Yeah. Um, top study tips. One of the things I've learned about Māori, because remember, we've only had the written word for a couple of hundred years mm. in our lives. Mm. For mm. thousands of years, we pass knowledge on through oral means. Yeah. Māori have extraordinary memories. Oh. That's the only way. And it was all wrapped into oriori and waiata and karakia. So we have this capacity for learning or we never would have made it here, honey. <laughs> Hmm. A thousand years of travelling across the Pacific took bravery and curiosity and intelligence. Hmm. We still have that. It hasn't been beaten out of us. It hasn't been colonised out of us. We are the key to our own learning. Hmm. Right? So yes. when you believe in yourself, you make the plan and you stick to it. You use your memory. Mm-hmm. You mm. don't get flummoxed and you recognise that there are fabulous people to support you in total. Mm. When you have a problem... Don't hide it. Come and seek help. That's yes. a top study tip. We have an extraordinary Fano here mm. at AUT. Tawana mm. Arunui or Tamaki Makoto is an extraordinary place. Mm-hmm. Longest job I've ever had because I believe in it. Find the people that will help you. Be That's brave. Mm. Reach out. Say, look, I don't understand. Don't be afraid yeah. to ask the, the kayako questions. Mm-hmm. We right. love it. Mm-hmm. When student, you know, don't just sit there at yeah. the back picking your nose out. Mm. Ask and, for help. And mm. that, oh, I feel like we get a lot of Tawira come when they've failed. I don't, and there's not much I can do once you've once you've failed that paper, except offer you for the next semester to get mm. back into a rhythm. But I always wish that they would have come just that little bit more and asked, even if you feel fucking because mm. there's nothing to be embarrassed about here. We've all gone through the mm. university journey, and we know that it's hard. And so yeah, mm. we're, we're open ears. Yeah. I'm like Ella. I think as Māori, we also think that we should know 
how can we know? Mm. Well, you know, if your whanau haven't been here, if there's no historical trajectory, how do we know? What is on our side, as Byers said, is we have incredible uh, resilience and perseverance, and our memories are that. So you just find, you have a plan, you have good time management, but also believe in yourself mm. and believe in your papa because that's what it is. It's all about our papa. And if you're here, your papa has the capacity. So you have to believe in that and you have to find the strength in that. And as our two whanau have said, find people that can support you. I don't know why we always think we have to know everything and, um, you know, that we we can't ask for help. And mm. I, I just don't understand that. And I, I understand part of it. It's because we, um, we want to be like others appear, confident and know it, all knowing, mm. but they don't. They go to those classes and they sit there just like us and they, you know, they sit there and they don't know. They've ju- they're just better at hiding that. But we shouldn't buy into that. If we want help, ask. That's what we're about. Manaki tanga, tautoko, tanga, afina tanga. That's what we're about. So use all of those um, those tenants to get yourself where you need to be. Because once you have the tohu, I tell you what, we fly. I see that we, we are. We're the best that Māori has to offer Aotearoa. You are it. We are it. So, you know, have confidence in that because we're going to make a huge difference to our country. Mm. Okay. Excellent. And our final partai mm-hmm. um, in education, what are some of your hopes for the future of Tauira Māori? Working in a university for such a long time has been such a privilege mm-hmm. because I've gotten to go on a learning journey myself but then being a teacher watch other Māori go on that learning journey Mm -hmm. and I don't wish anything different from what I've already experienced which is the growing number of tauera not just at Amatei you know universities are also I mean I started Mm -hmm. at 31 Mm -hmm. and um and I transformed my my whole whānau by going to university first and family so I want the future of tauera Māori to be like the past which is lots of us saying we can do it, lots of whānau supporting us on that journey, mm. and lots of learning and lots of transformation. I mean, when I started university, we were all kōhara, taretare, Māori, many of us <laughs> from the north. There were all doctors and judges and lawyers and scientists, you know, and you get to see the transformation. So that's what mm. I want for the future, more of the past, but with us actually being consciously taking that journey because we know as Tawira Māori what's different about us is that it's not just about us. Mm -hmm. We know we're on the journey not just to transform our lives or the lives of our whānau but our tau Māori. Mm -hmm. We're all part of that and that is a righteous ambition. It is. We carry our hapu, our iwi, our tūpuna Mm -hmm. with us everywhere that we go and then the decisions that we make. Yeah. What more can we say? Um, I just, yeah, what I wish for Tuat is that they, they meet their development and advancement aspiration because they, when we do, as Ella said, what we do is we share. We share that with our whānau, with our communities, with our nation and with the world. We're the youngest culture in the world, uh, Māori. What we can share with the rest of the world is phenomenal because we are so young um, and our development has had to be accelerated. And we've moved in 200 years of um, this colonisation journey, we've learnt a lot and we can help other Indigenous cultures 
accelerate their aspirations for their people. What we have achieved in, in 200 years of, of, of where we've come from, but those years before. So bring the past most certainly forward mm. because, um, as Ella said, we're one of the bravest uh, cultures in the world also. It only took us a 1,000 years to do what we've done. And, and I think it's extraordinary. So that's my hope, that we keep doing more of the same and, and keep offering what we've learned to those who are interested, to those who are not all paitera, you know, haere haere, but for those that are, I think we have an extraordinary lens that we can offer. And so that's what I hope for us, is that we keep sharing, that we keep being ourselves, that we don't change ever. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, let's move into our Te Ao Māori kōrero. We've got this one here. Um, Dear aunties, what is your best advice for someone who is starting their Te Reo Māori mm. journey? I think the answer's in the question. It is a journey. Mm. You know, um, I, I, I was raised around people who spoke primarily Māori, mm. um, but, but, but I don't. And I don't feel ashamed that I'm not a fluent speaker of the deal. Mm. And I won't let anybody shame me for that. Mm. Uh, at the end of the day, we are all on a journey mm. to rebuild our language, our mm. culture, our communities and our people. And it's not, it, there is no yeah. end point. This isn't like a bus station mm. where you're going to end up <laughs> in a specific place. Yes. This is a journey. Mm. And it's mm. intergenerational and it's multidimensional. And you just have to accept the fact that you are where you are at mm. this particular point on that journey. Don't beat yourself up about it, though. Mm. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. And sometimes I hear, um, hear Tawida say, I don't feel like I'm Māori enough. And I'm like, oh, you are. Everybody Nobody can know? ever take away your whakapapa. No. It's true. That is hard. You know, how hard to kaupapa? papa. How hard to me nui, he tāngata, he tāngata, he tāngata. Kaore te reo. Kaore te blood quantum. Blood quantum. No. Exactly. You have whakapapa, you are Māori. That begins in your head and your heart. Thank you. I think perseverance, I mean, we've all done it, you know, you hop on te kākano one and then you think, <laughs> oh, and then you take a year or two and then you're on te kākano one and then, you know, it takes another two years and perhaps you get to te kākano two and it's, it is, as far as I said, it's just a journey and the journey is about you and when it, um, you know, te reo ai, it's, it's a wonderful tonga, but all of us, as far as I said, it doesn't, quantify our our esque Māori. It just enhances it. So, yeah, resilience, perseverance, but it's all about the journey. And it's wonderful. You learn a lot about yourself, about whakapapa, about um, reo, about ahua, our Māori. It's awesome. But it's a journey. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. How do you hold strong in your Māori tanga in spaces dominated by Pākehā or Tauiwi? Oh, you mean New Zealand? New Zealand. Mm. In New Zealand, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, for me, uh, because I love my world, Tau Māori, and mm. all the tikanga that goes with it, um, I, I, feel really com- I feel really comfortable. You know, I don't have to prove my Māori tanga. Mm-hmm. And because I feel comfortable, I'm really open to Pākehā Tauiwi. Remember, in the Declaration of Independence of 1835, we called mm-hmm. Tauiwi tribes from the South Island. Island. Tauiwi is wow. not a bad word. Yeah, it's yeah. just iwi from another tau. Mm, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm always open to finding out about other iwi and welcoming them in. And I yeah. love meeting new New 
Zealanders mm. from mm. all sorts of different ethnicities who are open to learning a bit about our world. Yes. Um, I love that we have the marae here that we can take people mm. to, yes. that we have tikanga that we can use. Use Māori tanga as a pair of arms to embrace people. Yes. Mm. And they will learn to love it like you do. Yeah. Korowai rather than Patsuwete Fano. Mm, like <laughs> you know, that. the Korowai, what does it do? Keeps us warm, keeps us healthy, keeps us well. Mm. That's how we should use our, our Māori um, as an invitation. Uh, the Patsu, you know, it is what it is. And so that's my nanny always said Korowai rather than Patsu, and we'll be fine in our Māori. And, you know, because sometimes with the patu, we tend to use other cultures' um, ideology and what that might mean. We've got to hold strong, strong to our own. Manaki tanga, tautoku tanga, afina tanga. That's who, that's who we are. Mm. We should never lose that. And once we do that, then we can open, as, as um, Fiala says, we open our arms to the world. That's me. Kurawai rather than patu. How do we thrive as Matawaka and urban Māori away from our Tūranga Waiwai? I think that's a really important question because keep in mind that Auckland has the biggest Māori mm. population clustered in one urban area mm. in the world. Mm. And the vast majority, of us over 60%, are Matawaka. Mm. And I urge Māori who are not just to go home and, and embrace your mm. Tūranga Waiwai because mm. the reality is. I'm, I'm never going to take my kids home to Ahipara. Love the place, but there's not enough toilets for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not enough fun for us. I, my auntie used to say, um, when I went travelling, you know, it wasn't, she was the only one who used to say, don't come home, because always, come home, girl, come mm. home. And she'd say, you know what? The empire ends wherever you are. Yeah. Whether you're in Paris or London mm. or Monaco. Yeah. You take your Tūranga Waiwai and you expand it, but mm. you must always be respectful of the tangata whenua mm. And there are 19 man, man, mana whenua groups yep. in, Tamaki. in Tamaki. Find out who your mana whenua group is. Mm. You know, see if you can find, uh, help at their marae. Um, I live out west. Um, you know, which is where we moved 60 years ago. I'm a Westie heart. Yeah. Um, and, yes. my, my, my mum was one, and dad were part of the Māori who went to the sausage sizzles in the yes. 1970s. <laughs> you know? All those Māori in Glendean and Te Aru yeah. too. And yeah. Henderson, Ranui's the messy. Avondale yeah. Peninsula, uh, you know, the, the yeah. peninsula when it used to be Pātaka and we used to go yeah. there to fish. Mm. True. Before the motorway. So, you know, they helped build these urban marae so mm. we could have a home from home. Yeah. But it also has to have a relationship with the tangata whenua Taka. of that place. Yeah. Kawa, te Kawaroa Maki mm. uh, or, or Tainui or Ngāti Whātua. Ngāti Whātua. You know, mm. be respectful of mana whenua mm-hmm. because your tūranga waiwai is in you. Mm. I, I concur. I think that, um, you know... <laughs> The, that general term for us Māori, on Ngāpuhi, on Tirarua, that's um, that's who I am as a as a person. Uh, when I identify, that's how I identify. I'm I, I very rarely call myself Māori uh, because I'm not that. Um, but in saying that, as Fire said, you know. Uh, 
the ahika, the tangata whenua of this rohe, 19 of them, yeah, we have to be very, very respectful. Although I'm from up home, I bring myself here. I've had a wonderful um, opportunity given to me being, you know, in this urban environment, but it is... It is. It, it doesn't. I'm not from here, and I have to remember that. But I have to be a caregiver, kaitiaki, of the whenua where I live. You know, be really respectful. I, I think um, respect is the biggest thing that we can give to the um, local iwi. Um, but never forgetting um, who we are and going home. You know, helping where we can. Always remember that um, we we have a home and we should be giving back um, in that space also. Um, but yeah, the West, I'm just going to add there, my <laughs> wedding over 41 years ago was the first um, reception at Hwani Waititi because oh, cool. my aunt was on that Kōmati Whakahaere for Hwani Waititi, you know, one of those first members of Manutaki, mm. you know, as little ones we were taken to the practices with Auntie Chrissy and them. So, yeah, it's all that, all that hitori. I think we have to be very mindful of those that have gone before us and be very thankful that they did. So that's that's how I think. Fire yeah. Ella, in a recent interview, you stated, the day that Māori people take advice from Judith Collins about what is tikanga Māori is the day that we will have entered the twilight zone. I did see that there was a TikTok and it kind of went a little bit viral there. People thought that that was hilarious and very true. Um, so Atawira, as a little bit of a joke, has asked, what would you do if we were to enter the twilight zone? Well, to some degree, we are in the twilight mm. zone. Um, and the thing to remember about the twilight zone is that it's a parallel universe. <laughs> and uh, yes. and, and we, we do what we have been doing, which mm. was we call it. Mm-hmm. You know, what she said was inappropriate. Yes. So we call it. We use whatever means that we have to call the negativity, the stuff that's going on at the moment about... Um, you know, the sort of far-right agenda to negate some of the mm. Crown moves to address mm. the past, which I applaud absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that when we find people who are misusing our language, misusing our tikanga, we call it out and we, and we dispel that parallel universe because mm. it is harming us and they have no right to do that. And I will call it when I see it. Amazing. Where do you find that kaha to call things out? What if you're, what if you're whakama and you don't know, like say a tawira in the classroom and they're experiencing racism or, you know, feeling like... Can I address that? Yes, because I, 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 say, I say to some, you know, because I'm plummeting towards my dotage now. Mm. And I have a bunch of friends, and Pākehā, mm. non-Māori women who are my friends, and I go, gee, I'm so lucky I'm a Māori because as I get older, I get more kaha. Mm. As a mm. queer, as a, as as an older Māori woman, mm. I have so much more confidence. You know, old mm. white women just kind of, I feel really aroha for them because they they don't have the status that we have mm. in our culture. Mm. Enjoy it, recognize mm. it because that is something that's waiting for you when you hit that 65, 70, get your gold card. Nobody and nothing frightens you ever again. (laughs) And you call it when you see it. The okaha comes from your culture. I have seen that time and time again. Um, I'm in the 60 plus zone, so and it's a wonderful stage of life. Um, 
Yeah, like Fire says, you you can be anything you want because you can dispel and, and you can talk about any subject. Nothing is taboo. And you have a point of view, and it is from your papa. I always hear my aunts in my ear um, talking to me saying, Bub, say something. And and you can. And and it's out of a... Um, I think it's out of a place of confidence because you know you. You have your aunts, aunties, your tipuna mm. sitting right on your shoulder. And I think that's where it comes from, is that confidence to um, dispel myths, to walk your talk. Yeah. Mm. And not to have... Um, you know, when you're younger, I think you, you seek external validation. Um because it's a state of your life. As you age, you are your validation. You have, you know, your confidence in your children that you've brought up and your mukapuna that you're raising, you're helping to raise. It's all about that. So, yeah, I'm like fire. I just think, oh, heck, move on. And if you can't be with us, just move aside. You know, if you're, because I, what I see now is a lot of fear, and out of fear comes um, the need to to make distasteful comment. But the more I hear it, the more I know we're on the right track. Because you know we're there. There's a lot of fear, and they, I, I don't understand why, but I I actually do. Yeah, I do. I understand the fear, um, but with that, I know we're on the right track. Because if we weren't. I, I, I believe that if we weren't being, um, if we weren't coming from a place of power, then there would be no fear because they wouldn't have to make those comments. But when they do, I think we're on the right track. I know we are. So we just keep moving ahead. Thank you. We're going to, into our last section now. Just a few more questions. Health and wellbeing is oh. our co-papa here. Um, let's start with the first one that comes in. Dear aunties, what were you doing in your life when you felt the most passionate and alive? Oh, well, that's two questions. But, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I've, I've had the benefit of a rich and varied life. Mm-hmm. I've done lots of different things. I had a full life before I came to university. It may not have been the most successful attempt at life, mm-hmm. all the things that I've done, but I got to travel, I got to see the world, which I think is a really important thing, mm, yeah. even in this post-COVID era. Um, if you can go out and see more of the world, I think that's really yeah. important. Um, so travelling did me a lot of good, but um, I'd like to think that my life began truly uh, when I had my first child mm. the same year I came to university. Mm. Um, so that was, I started university in 1986, my daughter was born in December of 1985, she was two months old. All two my months children, old, why were you at uni? I, yeah, cool. all my children grew up thinking everybody has to go to university every day of their life <laughs> because they literally spent their childhood mm. rattling around. So for me, motherhood and learning have been so woven mm, together yeah. and they helped give me a bigger purpose mm. than anything else that I have been able to experience. And, and my children, who are adults now, are my greatest joy. Mm. Mm. Awesome. She stole my line with my mighty <laughs> tefano. I, I was thought a, you might have a similar. I was, I was, oh. yeah, I was a little younger. Um, so um, I was 22, um, 23 and 24 <laughs> when I had my three children. And they are your greatest joy. And, and um, somebody once asked me, what are you most proud of? And I, you know, and I answered my children um, and the um, adults I hope they become. And... Um, 
then I was asked in later years, how do you know that you've been a good mum? And I said, watching my children uh, parent. And so, you know, I think... Um, we all learn so much. You learn selflessness, you learn uh, compassion, you learn patience as a parent. That's what children teach you. Um, and my mokopuna, what they're teaching me is about per perpetuity, about, um, you know, someone once said, do you want to live forever? Not really, but I will because I see myself. I only, you know, when I look at my moko, I only see my papa. I don't mm. see anybody else's. And my husband gets really <laughs> ho-ha with me uh, because he said, hey, you know, they share papa. I said, oh, well, you can see who you want. But all I see in my moko is my family, and it's mm. awesome. So perpetuity um, will occur through them. And I'm, yeah, it's just a joy. It's being a, um, a, a mother and a nana. It's awesome. Can I add too, I, I, I now think of myself as the pinpoint of two triangles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so there's the triangle of all the people who made me, mm. that, I, that I am that point of that triangle, and then I'm at the point of everyone who comes out of me. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Right? And so I stand on their shoulders, mm. and I'm the shoulders for those who come after me. Yeah, oh, it's true. And it's a lovely space to be in. Yeah. Mm. And it helps guide your actions. Yeah. How will your mukos, yeah. 500 years from now, look back at you if you make bad decisions? Mm. Mm. That's something I think that we can all ponder. Oh, I'll say. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, what is a piece of advice that you'd tell your 20-year-old self? Mm. Well, I, I know this is a really bad thing to say, but I spent most of my 20s deep... It was the 70s, what can I say? Yeah, Goodness <laughs> different me. time. Deeply immersed in a lot <laughs> of drugs and sex and rock and roll. Mm. It was the 70s. What was that oh. like? Well, I'm of the view that if you remember the 70s, you missed the point. Oh. Mm. There was a lot of it about. Yeah. Um, so, but then again, I look back and I say, you know what? Yeah. That made me as much yeah. as my 30s and my 40s yeah. and my 50s. So, like the real journey, the life journey is you have to take responsibility for every bad choice yeah. you make. That's mm. true. So I couldn't tell my 28-year-old any advice because she wouldn't listen. Yeah. Yeah. She was a lippy bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would just hug her mm. yeah. and say, it's okay. It's all good. You're going to yeah. make bad choices, mm. but you're going to survive. It's mm. all a part of our journey, right? To make yeah. mistakes and we learn from them and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And just because he's got a fancy motorbike does not mean he's the love of your life. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Well, I was married. Um, when I was 20 um, so um, and already on a journey you know relationship I'd been with my um, partner boyfriend uh, since I was 17 so 20 married uh, 22 started our family what would I tell myself you made it <laughs> You're all good, I guess. Um, and like fire, just cuddle yourself. There wasn't much um, drugs, alcohol and, um, you know, rock and roll for me uh, because I was just busy being a mum. But um, as I said, I learnt from that. I learnt a lot about, you know, being selfless um, and early mornings and late nights uh, were babies. So, yeah, I did it another way, but happy to be here and um, loved it, actually. Loved my 20s. It was great. Awesome. How do you deal with idiots? <laughs> what a question. Walk How do you away. deal with idiots? And I mean, the thing is, that is harder to, to do when you're young. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, 
I I find now that it is much easier for me to you know in the yeah. past I might have gotten quite lippy mm. with them, but the reality is you can't waste oxygen oh, on idiots. Mm. So true. Yeah, yeah. Wherever they, wherever you encounter them, mm. so you true. deserve better than to have them in your world and and infecting your ahua. Mm. Walk away. Put your energy somewhere else. That's it. Where it's more useful. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Even when they're in your phone. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. true. Because sometimes we don't so talk true. about that. You can fun. love them. You don't have to live next door to them. Love them, yeah. love them from afar. Because <laughs> yeah. we all have that, don't we? I mean, and as, yeah, you're in... You, you need to put your energy where it's going to be most efficient and effective. And so if there are idiots, walk away. Um, and as I said, we've all got them in whānau as well. Um, you know, and don't feel that you have to justify yourself or your behaviours mm, or any other. Just walk away. It, it's just such a waste of time. And, you, you know, people, when you're young, you think you have such a lot of it. You actually don't. Mm. So you need to make better use of your time. Use it in growing and helping others and being kind and being generous. And just, yeah, you don't need to explain yourself. Just walk away. If I had you, I'm going to ask you this one. And actually, it was the most asked question that came through. Oh if I had how do you keep your makawe so sleek and snatched? <laughs> Dex and shockwave gel. Simple. Because your hair is always just mm. so sleek. And I only did that because I'm a recruiter um, for the uni. And when you're getting in and out of waka and the wind is blowing and the rain is howling, it's just easy. That's all. <laughs> so, But Dax, only the red can and your shockwave from the pack and say. Shockwave. Shockwave gel. All good. Awesome. Clearly I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> And um, further to that, they said, what is in your skin routine? Because your skin is mm-hmm. always so glowy. You have to. Um, it's papa. My mum and dad had really good mm. skin as well. But, you know, drink a lot of water. Um, yeah. And then uh, cleanse, tone and moisturise yeah. twice daily. And you use Korean skincare. I do. I use, um, but now I'm changing. <laughs> I found a Maori alternative. Altea is the name, and the Fanonga uh, live out on the Great Barrier. So Altea out there, and so I'm changing my regime. But yeah, I, I just use um, whatever works. So I, you know, go in the chemist and I get all of those um, sample packs, and whatever works is what I buy. But you've got to cleanse, tone, and moisturize three times a day. You gotta get that water going, that why mouldy, and that's how I do it. But fucker papa, I think, has a, a big part to play. Mm. But thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. And always remember, your beauty comes from within. It does, hundred percent. The total, you know, the fucker papa. Yeah. That's mm. very, very fortunate to have skin yeah. that our ancestors gave to us. Come. Yes, that we don't burn, we don't flake, we don't patch. Mm-hmm. And it's still nice and sleek as we go And just smile a lot, fun. No, yeah, that helps. If you're happy and you know and use that generosity and kindness, if you're living a happy life, it helps as well. And you're never alone. That's the other thing I know yeah. about being mm. We are, we, you know, I, I stand on the shoulders of giants. They're always it's with me. But also, I have this wonderful whanau around me. Mm. And so, you never have to be alone. Mm. There is always somebody in the whānau. 
mm. that will that will be there for you. So yeah. so make use of that fano. It so keeps it you strong. It does. When do you finally achieve fire or anti status? Okay, I have members of my fano who've been a fire since they were children. Mm. It's like leadership. It's like mm. an if you meet a Māori who calls themselves a leader, you should run in the opposite direction, Ooh, seriously. Yeah. You are measured not by your own mana, but by that which your followers give you. Mm. Right? The quality of a mm. leader is measured by the followers, mm. the strength of the waiata. That's what makes great leaders, and that's what makes great fire. Mm. You are not a mother, fire, that's a bigger word than mother, just mm. because you have children. You are a fire because a community recognises and acknowledges you. Yeah. And you don't have to have yeah. children. Some of the most beautiful, beautiful. fire I have known mm. have never made a baby through their own body. Mm. Yeah. But, but they exude the qualities. That's it. Mm. I, I love that. I resonate with that because I'm I'm 29. Um, and being in here as a takawanga Māori, Tawira will sometimes call me fire and I always feel so privileged when they do that and it's a sign of utmost respect and I actually really love it and I do joke mm. with them sometimes and I say, hey, <laughs> we're the same age, I'm, I'm young and then I'm like, oh, but it's not about, it's not mm. about age at all actually, yeah, it's isn't it? It's not about childhood, it's, no. it's about the mana that we give to a person. Mm. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. And for me too, when you're a fire, um, I guess there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And it's a person that takes on that responsibility of um, the title. And it is, it's, um, and it's, it needs to be earned. You, you know, some of our whānau, they think because they are a mother instantly that makes them a fire. But no, it's like people like Jana. It's, um, it's an earned title and I think we have to be really um, wary as fire said is um, with those that call themselves a leader mm. um, that 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 strength of character comes from the people not from within so and it's the same with fire I um, one of the uh, the most joyous times of my life was when my nieces came and uh, wanted me to give them advice and yeah I felt so privileged that they would do that and so I really felt that was when I really felt like a fire was when my nieces came and said auntie I'm having this issue and it was like oh this is so cool and yeah that's when I thought yeah I'm, I'm almost there and we're so lucky to have you in Takawanga. Um, and like when I was here as a tauira, I always felt like I sometimes needed to come to an auntie just to ask, you know, am I on the right track? And um, what can I do to improve? Or just even just to feel a sense of whānau or home because the university is so big and you might not know lots of people. And I always was able to come and see you, Whaihari. And it like made my university journey that much better. Oh, thank to feel, you. Yeah. yeah, and then I ended up working with you. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. It's like the, this yeah. is a theory I have. Mm. If you hang around the university long enough, they will give you a job. It's true. It happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Thank you so much. I feel yeah. like I've, I've learned so much <laughs> just from sitting and listening, and I know that the Tawira are going to absolutely love listening to this. So thank you. Nā mihi mahana. Um, Thank you very much. Kia kaha. 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 K